The Island Digest is a sampling of the stories in this week's Journal of the San Juans, Islands Sounder, and Islands Weekly, which are on newsstands now. The September 21st edition is brought to you by Orcas Island Healthcare District. This is Caleb Summers. Headlines from the week of September 21st, 2022. Three memberships for air ambulance coverage. Fall sports kickoff. Lopez Village Road stormwater improvement. Plus choice excerpts from the sheriff's log. And now in local headlines. From the Islands Sounder, three memberships for air ambulance coverage. By Colleen Smith. If you live in the San Juans and have a medical emergency that requires air transport to a hospital, there are three providers. Island Air Ambulance, Airlift Northwest, and Life Flight Network. In the event that your primary insurance doesn't cover the cost of a flight, each company offers its own membership fees to ensure patients don't incur a hefty bill. Island Air and Airlift Northwest are long-standing local providers, but Life Flight is relatively new to the San Juan County medical scene. We've started using Life Flight more in the past year or so, said San Juan County Medical Director Joshua Corsa, MD. Airlift and Life Flight used to reciprocate with each other's memberships, but that is no longer. I can understand why it's frustrating. When we make our decisions for time-critical emergencies, we choose whoever is the closest, most appropriate provider. And sometimes it can be an hour's wait in the summer. So not using life flight isn't an option. James Richardson, Western Outreach Coordinator for Airlift Northwest, said reciprocity between the programs, meaning membership with Airlift covered patients who flew with life flight, is now illegal after Washington State Attorney General Bob Ferguson ruled that because the memberships are not insurance policies, they do not meet the reciprocity guidelines. Island Air, based in Friday Harbor, offers fixed-wing aircraft, small planes. Airlift Northwest, a nonprofit program of the University of Washington, and Life Flight both primarily use helicopters. Weather conditions and where the patient is located dictate which flight service to use. All three providers fly with medical personnel. Memberships purchased through the airlift service act as a non-insurance supplement to your existing insurance. Enrollment with all three providers includes coverage for households and families. Medicare and Medicaid both include an ambulance benefit, so having a membership is not recommended for those patients. I view it as the cost of living and working in the San Juans, Corsa said. Plus, all three providers allow you to sign up for the membership right there and then at the time of the emergency. There are only three air flight companies in the state, so I'm covered pretty much wherever I go. I have been thrilled with all three. From a medical point of view, it's been wonderful to have access to a third provider. Life Flight, www.member.lifeflight.org, asserts that there are no out-of-pocket expenses beyond your annual membership. 
If transport is determined medically necessary or an emergency, flights flown by Life Flight Network or one of its reciprocal partners are covered with your membership. Life Flight Network works directly with insurance companies for their portion of the payment, and the rest of the cost is covered by your membership. The company offers several yearly plans, including Air, Ground, and Air Plus Ground. Unlike Island Air and Airlift Northwest, Life Flight does not require primary health insurance to be a member. The company services Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and Montana. Island Air, www.islandairambulance.com, states that its $39 per year membership covers out-of-pocket costs like copays and deductibles. Those without health insurance, while not eligible for membership, are still eligible for service, according to its website. Airlift NW, www.uwmedicine.org, backslash airlift nw which also requires members to have existing insurance states as a member only your insurance company receives a bill airlift northwest works directly with your insurance company for claims processing the membership program is secondary to all payers the purpose of the membership is to cover the patient responsibility amount indicated by the insurance company the cost is $60 per year. Airlift has 2,739 enrolled households in San Juan County, with a total of 6,041 people covered. Richardson says UW provides around $2.5 million in charity flights a year, and if a patient can't pay, they will not come after you with a bill collector. Will Hamilton of Island Air noted there is new federal law that protects patients from unexpected medical bills. The No Surprises Act protects folks covered under group and individual health plans from receiving surprise medical bills from air ambulance service providers, he said. Effective January 1, 2022, the Act is designed to protect patients from surprise bills for emergency services at out-of-network facilities or for out-of-network providers at in-network facilities, holding them liable only for in-network cost-sharing amounts. The No Surprises Act also enables uninsured patients to receive a good-faith estimate of the cost of care. San Juan County at a glance. Orcas Island sees about 1,200 emergency medical calls per year, and Lopez EMS responds to half of that number. Around 30% of the calls on Lopez and Orcas are airlifted to the mainland. San Juan does less because they have the hospital, Peace Health, right there. They still do 300 to 400 flights per year, Corsa said. We have one of the highest no-transport statistics in the nation because of the cost and location. Corsa said the county is currently conducting a study with patients who weren't flown to determine if it was the right call. It's so we can tailor who we are flying off, he said. Corsa has also initiated two pilot studies in the county.
treating severe sepsis with antibiotics, and providing blood transfusions after testing patients' hemoglobin levels, both in the ambulance prior to hospitalization. We're trying to put more capabilities in the ambulance, he said. We are one of three test sites in the country for the hemoglobin meter. We also take ultrasounds in the ambulance. There are a lot of things we are doing in the county that are first in the nation. From the Journal of the San Juan Islands, Fall Sports Kick Off by Heather Spaulding Girls' Soccer September has been a heavy month for the Wolverine girls' soccer team, with one game every other day for the last two weeks. The first game on September 6th was a tie against Nooksack Valley High. September 8th, they won against Coopville, but their home game September 15th against Mount Vernon Christian was a loss 6-0. The Wolverines fought hard, but they were not able to crack the solid defense of Mount Vernon Christian. Both Varsity and JV had great games against Lakewood on Saturday, September 18th, Coach Kevin Cullen said. Varsity won 2-0, and JV won 3-0. We were down in numbers for both matches, with the JV playing much of the game with only nine girls. This was JV's first game, and it was the Varsity's sixth game in 12 days. I am so impressed with these girls' attitudes and the fact that, though they are truly fatigued, they still go out and give it their all, match after match, Cullen said. We have three more matches this week against Granite Falls, Laconer, and Mariner before we get a much-needed break. The next home game will be at noon on September 24th at the Lind Community Fields against Mariner High. Boys Soccer. The boys kicked off the season against LaConnor September 17th with a home game against LaConnor. What a way to kick off the season! One of my favorite parts of yesterday was looking over and seeing such a large group of fans to cheer us on. They were loud and hyped, which really energized our players, Coach Brett Paul said. According to Paul, the Wolverines had been working really hard in practice to incorporate our fullbacks into our offensive play. Zach Place and Mason Clark stood out to the coaches as making great offensive efforts out of the fullback position. Five players score goals. Two goals by Jonah Parsons, two by Alden Carley, two by Owen Cond-Raggett, one by Matteo Zappelli, one by Luke Totten, and one by Mason Clark. The amount of goals in this first game is important, according to Paul, because last year they struggled to put goals on the board. This was a confidence boost and statement to ourselves of what we are capable of, he said. The boys also worked solid defense and possessed the ball well with several great offensive passing sequences. We definitely have lots to work on, but for a first game, we were pleased with this first game effort, Paul said. Friday Harbor won with a final score of 9-0. The next home game will be September 27th at 4 p.m. at Lind Community Fields against Mount Vernon Christian. Volleyball 
This week, the Wolverines Volleyball attended the South Whidbey Invite at South Whidbey High School September 10th. This is the first time this team has been able to attend the tournament in two years, and many were looking forward to it, including the opportunity to bond as a team. There were some great competitors at the tournament, including Coopville, South Whidbey, North Mason, and Bremerton, Coach Nadine Varsovia said. This was a great opportunity for the Wolverines to play some bigger schools, providing an excellent learning and growth experience. The team's mental toughness was tested, Varsovia said, when after playing six games in one day. The morning started off slow, but as the day went on, the girls were able to come together and play like a cohesive unit, ultimately finishing fourth in the tournament. Sophomore Kai Whalen was able to secure several clean blocks, along with her fellow middle blocker Jasper Markins and Jemima Mukundwa, according to Varsovia. Junior Natalie Morton got a chance to shine at the tournament as well, with her laser-fast serves and with her hitting ability. Many of the girls on the team seemed to find themselves in this tournament, and watching them come alive like that on the court is the best thing a coach could ask for, Varsovia said. The next home game will be September 22nd at 3.30 p.m. against LeConnor. From the Islands Weekly, Lopez Village Road Stormwater Improvement This fall, San Juan County's Department of Environmental Stewardship will upgrade the eroding ditch along the east side of Village Road between Washburn and Eads Lane to improve stormwater quality and manage flooding. The project is funded by a grant from the Department of Ecology and the county's clean water utility. In addition to the drainage, the parallel parking along the road will be improved, and a gravel trail and bridge crossings will be installed to provide safe pedestrian access to the farmer's market. The drainage will be planted with native vegetation, including trees, shrubs, and grasses. All work is being conducted within the county road right-of-way and easement. The project will remove seven mid-sized trees— one crabapple, one apple, and one red alder, currently growing over a sanitary sewer main and in the path of the new drainage swale. New trees will be added along the drainage and trail to replace those removed by the construction. The project is scheduled to start the week of September 26th, after the close of the farmer's market, and finish by early November. And now... Choice excerpts from the San Juan County Sheriff's Log. On September 7th, a deputy responded to a walk-in delayed report of a hit-and-run that may have occurred on Orcas. The reporting party observed the damage on August 5th, but didn't know when it actually occurred. There is also no suspect information, no witnesses, and no video of the incident. On September 8th, a deputy responded when a new Family Resource Center employee on Lopez accidentally hit the panic alarm button. On September 9th, a deputy followed up on a call from a concerned Lopez citizen who believed an agricultural sprinkler system by Hummel Lake was making the road unsafe. Upon investigation, the deputy found the road was wet, 
but not a traffic hazard. San Juan deputies received a report of a possible DUI. The vehicle was located and the driver was found to be intoxicated. The driver was cooperative with no prior record and was released on their own recognizance. A deputy received a noise complaint related to a broken refrigerator machine outside a Lopez grocery store. The store manager was notified. A Lopez deputy was called to check on two dogs who were barking and possibly in distress. The dogs were happy to visit with the deputy and were simply bothered by nearby chainsaw activity. The owner returned home to calm the dogs. On September 10th, on Lopez, a deputy documented a report of harassment related to a long-running dispute between neighbors. On September 11th, a small dog jumped out of its owner's vehicle and bolted after a rabbit in Lopez Village. The dog was quickly recovered, and no rabbits were harmed. A deputy was dispatched to the Friday Harbor Ferry Landing for a disruptive passenger. The deputy arrived, but the passenger refused to cooperate and was allowed to leave the ferry because no crime was committed. On September 12th, an Orcas deputy issued a parking citation violation to a vehicle parked in a handicapped parking space without a placard displayed. An Orcas deputy took a courtesy report of a vehicle stolen from a hotel parking lot in SeaTac, Washington. The courtesy report was forwarded to the King County Sheriff's Office for follow-up. A deputy on San Juan responded to a welfare check. An individual had used a lot more nicotine patches at once than suggested on the box. The individual was seen by EMS and taken to the hospital for further evaluation. On September 13th, sheriff's personnel responded to a reported active burglary in which persons were attempting to break into an occupied residence. No physical evidence was found of forced entry attempts, and no unauthorized persons were found on the premise. This concludes the September 21, 2022 edition of the Island Digest. This edition is brought to you by Orcas Island Healthcare District, which provides financial support to Island Health Primary Care Orcas. After-hours care for those in need of medical services is available by calling 360-376-2561. For more information, visit orcashealth.org backslash afterhours. Thank you for listening to the Island Digest, a small sampling of what's in your local print newspapers this week. The Journal, Sounder, and Weekly rely upon advertising, subscriptions, and donations to support our mission of high-quality community journalism. To contribute, visit our websites or email publisher Colleen Smith-Summers at csmith at soundpublishing.com. Thanks again for listening, and tune in next week for more news from San Juan County.